Hey friends, we are your hosts Leanne and Llewellyn and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. It is April. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. How? You know what though? I'm very pleased with us that we have continued on a consistent recurring episode basis because now it actually does feel like we're making progress. It does, yeah. I mean, we're what, midway through the season? A little, yeah. probably a little over midway over yeah yeah wow. mm-hmm. i mean just by a teensy bit but yeah wow um, look at us i know i'm so proud i'm so proud of us <laughs> um i have to admit something to you okay uh okay i will use this as my life update even though it's like sort of not but like it kind of is um well i'll just give you like what's happening lately so Bridgerton season two came out. (laughs) (laughs) I have, I mean, I've not even seen the first one. I want to, I just haven't. Llewellyn, when I say that my sister and I watched it entirely straight through, beginning at about 6.30 p.m. on Saturday, no, Friday night. Wait, are you talking um, just season two? When it was released. Yeah, just season two. Sorry. No, you're good. Um, we had both seen season one. We had both just read the second book in the series, which is what the second season is like fashioned after. Um, we started at about 6.30 p.m. on Friday night when it came out. Oh, wait, wait, 6.30 p.m. your time or her time? Well, she, she moved, so we're on the same time. <gasps> what? Did I tell you that? No. Okay, guys, my sister moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, yes, you did tell me that. I don't know if you told okay. the world that, but you did tell me that. <laughs> well, they they know now. Okay, um, cool, cool, cool. That's actually part of my life update. Well, not her, but like something else with that. But anyways, okay. um, so 6.30 hour time. And we watched it straight through until about 3.30 a.m. Saturday morning. Just all eight episodes, which are easily over an hour each. Um and we shared between us, between texts and tapbacks, uh, 1,930 plus <laughs> As you should. during the episode. So I thought of you, Llewellyn, because me and you did that same sort of format when we watched um, Extraction together. Which we will do where again we would, on number two. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we'd watch it separately. You know, we I would call her. We would press start and then we'd get off the phone and then we'd just start texting each other. Yep. And then when I needed a break or like she needed to go to the bathroom or something, we'd be like, okay, once this episode ends, like click to go to the next episode, but then pause it so that it's at like zero. And then we'd take like five, maybe 10 minutes, I mean, 10 minutes max to like go get another, like go get some water, go to the bathroom, like resituate ourselves and then like back into it literally 3.30 a.m. Um, and you finished was... the series? The whole, yeah, the whole second season. Wow. Just one straight binge. Yep. Eight hours. It was, it was awesome. Um, they took a lot of artistic liberty from the book, which, I mean, is, they obviously do that. It, one, it's Shondaland and she loves the drama. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Some things. <laughs> thank you for your rhetoric. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Like you were realizing that you were in agreement as you kept saying, yeah, yeah. is what like. <laughs> I was yep, thinking. Yep, yep. I was thinking of all the shows that she does, and I'm like, yep, yep, yep. All of those shows. <laughs> That's exactly how I heard it. Um, no, it was perfect. So, um, it was 
it, it had higher stakes, I think, than the book gave you. The book seemed very, um, like, instead of it being, like, boiling hot and then ice cold, like, you're on again, off again, which, again, in the second book, the series was more like, it was that way, whereas, like, the book was very, like, simmery. Like, it just kind of simmered the whole time. Okay. Um, they did a really great job. There's some things I wish they would have implemented that they didn't that I feel like would have endured the characters. Endured. Wait, allured? No, in, endeared. There it is. Endeared, yeah. Like, what endeared one character to the other the way that I was hoping it would, but they didn't include that, so they had to show it in other ways. But overall, very good season. Um, if you have not seen Bridgerton, it is less raunchy than the first one, if you can believe that. Wow. I was expecting it to be more so because I thought like maybe they'd up the ante. Yeah. Um, but it was much, much, much less. I mean, That's surprising, much, especially for Shondaland. Much less so. So much less. Um, to when like, never mind, I'm not going to give any like things out. So if you haven't seen Bridgerton season one watch it so that you can go into season two it's about anthony's story and i loved it awesome okay what other life update do you have okay so my kind of second half of that like life update is that i'm gonna go to tulsa oklahoma to go see my sister um it's not really to see her though it's to watch my nephew and niece while her and her husband go for a long weekend to celebrate their 10-year anniversary um I'm going to get there and uh, my sister's going to take me to where her and her husband work so that I can sort of surprise him. But it's more like she can say, hey, go home and pack because we're going to go for a trip. Then my sister's going to like put me in the back of her van and then go pick up the kids from school. And I'm going to surprise them like in the back of the van. And then I have every minute planned. So I'm going to be there Friday, Saturday, and a Sunday. I'm taking Friday off to drive there and then taking Monday off to drive back. On Friday night, I'm going to take them bowling at a place that's like very like high light energy kid friendly. Then Saturday, we're going to go to the zoo and the aquarium. And then on Sunday, I'm going to take them to a place called... Uh, there's like a science lab type thing, like a discovery lab is what it's called. Um, it's like recently built probably within the last couple of years. And it definitely wasn't there since I've been, since like I lived there at one point. Um, but I'm going to take them to the discovery lab and then I'm going to take them to, uh, it's, it's a place called the gathering place. They have like, I don't know, a hundred acres of just park um, but not just park, like climbing things that are like really elaborate, like it just is going to be really cool. So I have like every minute planned um, and I'm super excited about it because I get to watch them, which is like I tell my sister all the time, like you better send them to me like for spring breaks or summer vacations and let them come hang out with me because I'm their favorite. That's awesome. And if I'm, and if I'm not their favorite, like I, I am <laughs> yeah, fine for the like I very much, no, I very much am. Actually, I was talking to my niece the other day and she's like, you're my favorite. And I was like, thank you. I literally told her, I go, I go, oh, thanks. I work really hard for that title. <laughs> she's like five. She doesn't know what that means, but I do. And I like relish in it very much. So, um, yeah, that's exciting. That's what I'm doing. Those are my life updates. What about you? First off, how long of a drive is that from Nashville to Tulsa? <sighs> like, is it closer yeah, than it. Michigan? It is is not but only by one hour so, so it's an hour longer i'm just just wondering well 
Because I'm going to bring my dog. Okay. Okay. That makes it and easier. And I don't want to have to pay. Plus, uh, I, know, I know it, like, kind of sucks, but I, I don't know. I, flight is, flights are, like, so expensive right now. But, I mean, doesn't gas it equal anyways. out with gas, though? I mean, gas is pretty expensive. Yeah, but not when you have to pay to have your dog come too that's true I, and like I, I could have friends i could have friends watch my dog but i just want to bring her with yeah i get that um yeah plus it will afford me a little bit more freedom i think i'll probably have their van because i don't i think they probably still need high chairs or whatever i don't know or seats like in the car so i'll probably still have access to their van but it just gives me a little bit of freedom to like leave when i want and just make the parameters, but, and I don't want, I don't like mind car rides if they're like during the day, which they all will be. So nice. Plus I can pack more stuff. I like plan on bringing stuff too. Like, yeah, I have a Nintendo switch that I bought just <gasps> so that I could play online with them. You bought oh, one. I did. I bought the OLED of course, uh, cause I love everything. So brand new. Um, and so I bought, well, I did the test version of the Nintendo online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the online thing. Yeah, it's so I cheap, just need though. to. It is. I just need to like actually do it. it. I waited too long and it charged me the like one week version uh, or the one month version, so I have to switch it to like the annual one. Um, but I have to. I have to figure out like if I want the extension pack version or not. Like I'm gonna bring it so that my nephew and I can like figure out which games he has that I need to purchase. And if I need the extension pack as a part of the subscription or not. So I'm just going to bring it with in that way. Which games do you have already? I'm asking for a friend, a.k.a. me. <laughs> Zero. I have oh, no games. Okay. Well, when you decide what games to get, let me know. Which What ones do you have? Um, well, right now I have Animal Crossing. Um, I, but I'm also a nerd, so I have Settlers of Catan, which I bought on there, and I also bought a... Oh, they have one on the Switch? They do. It's not as good as, like, oh. the online versions In of those person. games are not that good as regular, like, okay. live, but it's not okay. bad. Um, and then I also downloaded, like, a very old school, like, Mario, like, uh, like, Game Boy old school. Like, it even looks like what it was on a Game Boy. It's incredible. I think um, that's free, right? Or I think it was like $2. Like it was like dirt cheap. Okay. I saw that and I I just didn't want to take up too much space. Yeah, before I knew like what. Yeah, I, I definitely was would recommend getting like the cards if at all possible. Like the actual like the games. Oh, the physical. The games oh, on the cards okay. unless you want to get like an SD card, which you could do that too. And then you could store mm. like a bunch of them on there. Like I've got Animal Crossing. Yeah, how many ones can you store? Well, Animal Crossing. And I have a light, so I think my capacity is actually smaller than yours would be. But um, okay. my Animal Crossing is an actual card that I bought. So I could take that one out at any time. I just leave it in because it's the only card I own. But the rest okay. of them I have are downloads. And I'm not even like a quarter of the way through my space. Okay. So Got it. it just depends that on the game, really. Yeah. But I'm like, okay. I haven't, because I bought Animal Crossing, which was expensive, um, I'm telling myself to wait on buying Mario Kart, because I really want to mm. get that. My nephew has a Switch as well, and I really want to get that yes. one, because that's the yeah. only game that they let him play. Right, but and every kid haven't. has that version. Yeah. And it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Oh, it's so fun. 
for sure. Oh, I'm so excited you have okay. me. Okay, anyways. I know. Me too. I know. <laughs> we digress. Friends on here are like, okay, let's move along. <laughs> so Llewellyn, move us along. What are your life updates? Um, yeah, not much is different here. Um, I, let's see, it's April. So next weekend or, yeah, next weekend, I my brother will be in town. Uh, my brother and sister-in-law. Mm. It'll be the first time I've seen them since their wedding. Um, wow. Which will be fun. I'm excited. They're only here for, like, two days, like, two full days. So we have to pack, like, all the fun things into two days. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. So, yes, other than that, there's no, I mean, not much else is different. I'm just working all the time. It's getting hot down here, which is unfortunate. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, hit us with the episode recap. All right. Recap. Recap. <laughs> All right. Get one in Nashville oh on this there. This is a recap. I like half swallowed my, I don't even know. <laughs> nice. Okay. This week we watched season four, episode 14, titled The One with Joey's Dirty Day, written by Will Calhoun and directed by Peter Bonaires, originally aired on 2-5-1998. I don't know why I couldn't read that correctly. <laughs> Um, (laughs) On Joey's first day on a major movie, one of Hollywood's legendary stars finds him in a compromising position in his trailer, and Rachel regrets asking Ross for a favor when it sparks a new romance. Mm. Okay. So, this week, it's back to me. So, we will... Yes, it is. I identified three, I guess, what, plot points um, Mm -hmm. in this episode. So... Yeah, so we'll talk about three. But we'll start with the soft open, just because it kind of, like, intros the whole episode. So in the soft open, Mm -hmm. we're in the apartment, and um, Joey, or Phoebe is asking Joey, like, what's this one called? And what's this one called? As she, like, pulls out bait in his fishing box, and he's, like, (laughs) making up the dumbest names. Like, I I don't even know if they were accurate. I don't know anything about fishing. Um, I know for a fact they're not accurate. I think he's just making them up in Phoebe's. Laughing like she at was them. loving it um yeah and then in the other room ross is playing with the fishing rod and he's like acting like he's got a big fish on it and he ends up breaking a lamp instead um mm-hmm. and then they're kind of asking joey like how he feels about the trip and if he's excited and he and one thing i found like really interesting is joey was he mentioned he's like you know i actually i'm like looking forward to this one because when my dad asked me the question like what are you doing with your life He's like, I can actually tell him that I'm I'm doing something and I'm on this like mm. big movie with these big stars. Yeah. Um, which was kind of fun for him to like realize that moment. And And like, isn't that all of us? Like anytime we pursue our dreams or like I know especially for me and probably you, like when you move somewhere from a previous place, yeah. you sort of have this like desire to prove that where you went and what you were doing is is like beneficial and that like yeah for sure like even now I still feel like I'm sort of like avoiding people from back in Michigan because I don't feel like I can be like yeah like and and that's like I love it here like I love it in Nashville my best friends live here and yet I'm like not doing what I feel like I'm supposed to be doing like vocationally (laughs) I get that but I also (laughs) don't have like any direction in that area right now either so I feel very like like people I feel as if people are judging me even though they probably don't even think about me but there's this like 
thing in the back of my head that's like, gosh, I wish I could just tell him like, yeah, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Like what I want to be doing, knowing that I moved here with like every, you know, kind of like ready to get going in life. And then it just seemed like a hard stop in the, in the work department, (laughs) even though every other area of my life is like doing really well. I, yeah, no, I like 1000% feel feel the same way. Cause I feel like, um, especially like where we came from and just some of the people in our lives, like we both moved and we knew we were supposed to move. And I mean, at least for me, I know that when I got here, like I didn't know like what I was supposed to do vocationally. And I'm like still in that boat. Like I, you know, worked at Starbucks for a while and now I have like a nine to five job and I thought I was like going to enjoy it, but I actually don't I hate like it. it at all. I hate it every, <laughs> I hate it so every much. waking moment of it. And I feel yes. like I'm just like drained by the end of the day. And yes, I know that it's like, so like when I say that, like, I'm, I'm going to go, like when I go home to visit, like I'm not looking forward to the people that are like, yeah. So like, how is it in Florida? And like, what are you doing? And what like, are you, are you excited? Ugh. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> What do I say? (laughs) So I totally get that. Uh, I totally get it. I wish I was Joey. I Uh, wish I could say that. Like, yes, I'm so excited because I am doing this. Right. (laughs) Anyways, we digress. Um, Okay, so then Chandler's door opens and he walks out in sweatpants, sweatshirt, and Mm -hmm. the duck and the chick come out with him and they all just look a mess. Um, And everybody gets like quiet and they like stop talking and Chandler's like, well, you don't have to stop having fun because I'm here. Kathy didn't cheat on all of you. And then he pauses and he's like, well, <laughs> except you. And then like him and Joey like embrace and they hug it's it really up. funny. Um, so Chandler goes to the bathroom and Monica looks at Joey and is just like, are you sure you should go on this trip? Like maybe you should cancel. And like Chandler, you know, it's only been a few days and, Chandler mm. just looks awful. Like she's basically worried for him. And well, and they, he has like what is essentially an emotional support duck in <laughs> right chicken. Yeah, which like, followed him into the following bathroom. him around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like emotional support animals. Yeah, it's like they can sense his right sadness right. and are just following him around in pity. Yeah. Um, and then Joey informs her with Ross's approval that he's only in phase one, which is sweatpants. And mm. he's like, which is going to be a, a little while. So by the time I get back from this trip, he'll probably be ready for phase two. And the girls are like, well, what is phase two? And he's like, well, phase two is getting drunk and going to a strip club. And then he's like, and then after that, there's phase three, which is picturing yourself with other women. So like Joey and Ross are like all in agreement with this. Like, yeah, this is going to happen. And then Chandler walks out the door of the bathroom and just like shoes the chicken duck away. Like, get out of here. Like, <laughs> let me be in peace. <laughs> Um, I love, I love the, um, the huge CD case, like the display case Yeah, that's right next to the bathroom door. It's about half full on here, but like, that was such a nineties thing yeah. to have like a cool modern way to display all your CDs. For sure. And so like, it's like this Aztec diagonal, like stacking. Um, and I'm like, gosh, I, literally I was like, that is such a nineties thing. Like mm-hmm. even old, um, TV, like entertainment centers like with it used to like take up the whole wall and there'd be like you know different drawers that you could open or like uh, cabinet things that you could open and there'd be a display but some of them even came with plastic inserts that allowed your cds to like stand straight up that was built into your entertainment center and i was like oh my gosh like 
that's such it's such a 90s thing i also noticed on the fridge something it was like a rockapella flyer um which i was so i was like none of the friends look like they're interested in rockapella <laughs> or even just regular acapella so it's just funny that there's like a flyer for some rockapella show like just on their fridge i wonder if it's something that like joey had gotten like from rehearsal maybe yeah, it would be like the guys thing. So that does sort of make sense. Yeah. There's also um, near Ross's head when uh, when they're sort of looking at the right side of the apartment when he's over there near what usually was Monica's room, but now it's Joey's. Yeah. Um, one of the sconces on the wall, one of the lights is out. And I just thought that was like funny that the set design didn't like make sure that the light was on. <laughs> or maybe it was <laughs> on like purpose because it's the guys One apartment. out of two. Maybe. Yeah, that's a great point. I don't know. Who knows? Okay, all right. The first plot point, I guess, that we'll talk about is Joey's stench, which yeah. is the one that named the episode, and I honestly think is probably the smallest piece of the whole episode. Completely agree. Completely which agree. Which is so funny, but still. Um, so Joey comes back from his fishing trip. They're at the apartment, the guy's apartment. I still have a mm-hmm. hard time because we've been calling it the apartment for so long. <laughs> that I have a hard time calling it the boys' apartment, so I'll probably just refer to it as the apartment. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's up to you friends to know where we're at and know who's (laughs) in it. (laughs) Um, So Joey comes back, the friends are all there, and he just smells horrendous. Like, Mm. the girls, like, back up, like, what is that smell? And he, you know, was fishing all weekend, and there was no shower, so he hadn't showered for three days straight. And he was fishing, which just gross. So gross. Yeah. Um, So he goes into his room, straight to his room, and we kind of fast forward to the next day, and it looks like he overslept because he comes out and he's basically still wearing the same clothes, hadn't showered, and he is late for rehearsal on this new big movie that he's a part of. So Mm -hmm. he leaves um, without showering. So then we're over on the set. He like he like takes one of those like handheld razors. Oh yeah, this three little like razor heads on it, like. Again, that was, like, they don't, like, I feel like guys, like, with electric ones use the ones that are, like, straight edge now, like, across. But that three, like, dimensional one, it just, I was, like, my dad used to have one of those. It's just funny that he, like, took it on the go, you know? Yeah. Um, What's, uh, what, hold on. Yeah. Um, When he, so when he wakes up late, he says that he's going to run 10 blocks to get to the studio. yeah. But in the next scene, the establishing shot shows the front of what's called Silver Cup Studios, which is technically based in Queens. So obviously being that the village, which is where the friends live, is in downtown Manhattan, it's impossible for the studio to be only 10 blocks away. So I just wanted to point that out. Like the geography is not congruent in this. Yeah. Nice. So we get to the set and we find out that um, he like apologizes for being late to like one of the assistants and he's like oh well, you're fine like we haven't started yet and then we see charlton heston come out of his dressing room and mm-hmm. joey and the assistant are just small talk about him or whatever and he what does he pick up like a cookie or he eats something and joey oh it's like a licorice oh or yeah, licorice yeah and joey just like makes black licorice he just which reminds me of my dad oh i love black licorice i i like I like it, but like at Christmas time, it. my mom used to fill these like containers with like black licorice candies for my dad. <laughs> nice. 
Um, but he's like eating this licorice and Joey, like, I think Joey made a comment about, um, he's like, he's just like a normal dude eating a licorice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So the assistant like finally gets this whiff of Joey, which I thought was a long time. Like like, they were standing next to each other for a while. Like he would have smelled him. Um, and Joey like tries to play it off that it's Heston. Like, man, he like just doesn't smell good like he must must have not showered or something and the assistant's like well that's weird because he's the only one here that has a shower in his dressing room Mm -hmm. and so that's when joey discovers that there is a shower on set he perks up a little bit he does for sure so then um a little while later we're back on the set and we're in heston's dressing room and joey is showering which is just you already know it's gonna be a bad idea um yeah because in walks heston and he catches him and Joey, you know, he opens the curtain and Joey is like pleading with him because Heston's like, dude, get the heck out of my dressing room. Like he wants to kick his butt. Um, and Joey's like pleading with him to let him because he stinks and, you know, he didn't want to be like that close to him and being so smelly. So he like lets him out, gives him a towel and he like tries to sit down to him down on the couch next to him. And he's like, no. So he like gets up and like sits on the arm of the chair next to him. Yeah. And Heston's, like, giving him this advice about how, you know, all actors feel like they stink at some point. And he's, like, it's, like, a really nice, like, moment. Like, it feels like a nice moment. And I think that's what Joey was assuming it was. And well, because he misunderstood. Right. Like, Heston misunderstood what he meant by, like, I stink. Right. Right. And then um, he kind of ends it. And he's, like, but under no circumstance should you ever <laughs> sneak into my dressing room and use my shower. And he, like raises his voice and freaks joey out and so joey like goes to run and he's like take your pants and he's like oh yeah of course and like grabs (laughs) his clothes and leaves okay so a couple things about like that part of the scene so after after heston warns joey not to use his shower it cuts like i don't know if you notice this but it like it cuts to a shot of joey and and like heston can be seen sort of pointing and saying something further for a second but no words are really heard coming from his mouth until it immediately cuts back to heston and he says do you understand me but in the pointing at joey um like one camera angle shows heston using his left hand the other camera angle shows him using his right hand and then the camera angles change like really rapidly showing heston first pointing with the right and then the left and then the right then the left again again like all in like a quick rapid succession so it like it definitely you can tell that like the the people who did the editing spliced the two different camera shots into like the one scene it was just like very kind of messy in that um so it was like hard to like not hard to follow but it was very like back and forth back and forth back and forth um inaccurate for continuity's sake. Um, but then overall, Charles Heston, um, what's interesting is him and Tate Donovan, obviously, um, sorry, who plays Joshua, don't have a scene in this episode together, but they were previously together as voice actors um, in the animated feature Hercules in 1997. Interesting. Yeah. So they have acted together before vocally um, and then end up being in the same episode, but never the same scene. Cool. Yeah. All right. So that was basically the extent of the naming of the episode <laughs> or the storyline yeah, that gave us the name of the episode, um, which I kind of appreciate because then it left like the two bigger plot lines for us to pull a title from. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah. 
So the next one, which now that I'm thinking about it, maybe we should make that last. Uh, okay. No. We'll just, yeah, we can do. Okay. <laughs> just because it, you do whatever you want. It's your episode, Will. Yeah, we're gonna just do it now. Um, just because it's it's like the next minor one. I feel like the last one had like more to do in this episode. Um, yeah. So the next one, I don't really have a creative title. It's just Rachel and Joshua and Ross and Emily. Um, mm-hmm. Which, if you don't know, this is the episode where we meet Emily. Um, so towards the beginning, we're at Rachel's job and she's still helping Josh, um, Joshua, sorry, find, (laughs) (laughs) she would be, Rachel would be very, very mad. Um, (laughs) she's still helping Joshua find clothes and he mentions that he needs gloves. And so, okay. But in the previous episode, Joshua said goodbye to Rachel indicating like he was through shopping until maybe like the spring launch. But here he is, like, right back again, yeah. as if there was no break in his customer relationship with Rachel. Right, which is a little weird, but mm-hmm. still. Um, so he asked for gloves, and so she's, like, looking at his hands to see, like, what size. And she's like, oh, you have very large hands. And it's just, like, very much googly-eyed over his hands and <laughs> what that means. Um And then he goes into the dressing room to try something on. She's going to get him gloves, and her boss comes out. And mentions like, oh, my, my niece is in town and um, I have tickets to the opera tonight that I can't go to. So I'm wondering if you would um, escort her to the opera. And Rachel is like still like kind of in this fantasy land of like her and Joshua. So she agrees mm-hmm. without like actually wanting to agree, I guess. Um, yeah, she is definitely not paying attention to him. Yeah, like, no, at all. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so she agrees and he like walks away and Joshua comes back out and is like confused that she doesn't have the gloves and so she like goes to turn around and get him the gloves and he mentions that he has to take off and he's like oh but um i wanted to ask you something and she's like yeah what and um he he's like so i invested in this nightclub and it like the opening is tonight and i've got like extra tickets like do you want to come and so she's thinking it's like a date with joshua yes um, yes. and he's like, cool, I'll put your name like on the list. So she like agrees like, yeah, cool. I'm free. Let's do it. And clearly has forgotten that she just mm. accepted an offer to take her boss's niece to the opera. Um, yes. so Joshua leaves, she agrees to go to the nightclub. Joshua leaves. And then the boss comes out and he's like, oh, I completely forgot to give you the tickets for this. And she's like, what is that? And he's like the opera that you're going to take uh, my niece to tonight. And she's yeah. just like mortified. Um. Yeah, in the back behind Rachel in the scene where her, where like the camera shot was facing out of that like client room, I thought it was funny because there was like a sign for the restrooms, but on the same sign, there was also um, like an arrow pointing to like where the telephones are. (laughs) And I just thought like that is such like of the times when cell phones weren't as like widely used, like we're, we're still like coming out of beeper phase. And so I just thought it was funny that like, oh, like restrooms are over here. Telephones are over here because like, that's how, like, that's yeah. how you got a hold of people. Yeah. That's funny. So I just thought, I thought that was funny. Good notice. All right. So then we're back at the apartment and Rachel like comes in and she's like super bummed. Like she just has this appearance. Like she's like super bummed because she has to go to the opera. And so mm-hmm. she does this like little ploy basically where she starts to like ask the girls what they're doing and then basically turns it into like begging them to take for one of them to take Emily to the opera. 
um, yeah. which they both decline because they have things they have to do. Um, yeah. One of which, which is interesting, Monica says she can't because she has to work that night. But sort of like based on the events in the scene, it has to be like 6 p.m. or later. And a dinner chef would have been at her restaurant for like a few hours by then. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, because by the time Rachel gets home, and if she works like a classic 8 to 5, 9 to 5. Yeah. By the time she gets back, talks to her friends, it just like doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's a good catch. Time-wise, that Monica really couldn't help out Rachel. Yeah, and Phoebe's excuse was, well, my morning sickness actually happens in the evening, unless she, like, wants to hold my hair back all night. Right. Um, So she had a valid excuse. But so then she, like, kind of walks into the the living room, and she's like, well, Joey's out because he stinks, and um, Chandler, because, (laughs) well, we all know why Chandler's out. And so Ross is just sitting there in the chair, like, eating some potato chips, and she, like, kind of looks at him, and he gives her this, like, grin. And she you can just tell, like, her, her like, demeanor is just like, I don't want to ask him, but I need to ask him. So she does. Yeah, she's got, like, her hand on her hips. Yeah. Which, I don't know if you noticed this, but, like, you know your shirt is too tight when you put your hand on your hips, and then there's the gap between the first and the second button in, like, a button-up shirt. Oh, yeah. Like, you can see right through that first and second button, right right to her boob. Like, just right through there. <laughs> Nice. I didn't notice that, but that's funny. <laughs> um, but so she she finally asks him, and he's like, "No, like, why would I help you?" No. Um, he's just very petty about it, and mm-hmm. she like just like begs him, and she uses the excuse. Um, what did she say? She said, "You know, I thought we were at the point where we started to be happy for each other." Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And. Or where they could finally, without we were in a place where we could finally be happy for each other. And he, like, you could tell that that kind of, like, dug at Ross a little bit. And so he finally, like, obliges to take her. Um, yeah. But then we hear a knock, and it's Emily. Which I thought was, like, very quick. Also, like, why would Emily be coming to her house? Like, wouldn't she pick up Emily? She ha- Yeah, she would have, like, gone to pick her up at, like, a hotel room. Right, which would have made more sense. house. Yeah, totally. But or met there because I don't think Rachel like unless she drives like they'd probably take the subway, right? And that's like and let's meet there at a certain time. Now that I'm thinking about it, like how did she get up there? Because isn't there like a door buzzer at the bottom of the stairs? Yes. So like how did Brilliant. she just Good. great catch randomly get up there? But whatever. Um, yeah, they definitely missed an opportunity to like have someone buzz her in yeah. or like explain that someone let her in or something. Yeah, which I think could have added to the sob story that we're about to hear. Um, well, and like her hair was all wet, so you can assume like she's been waiting outside to be let in. Yeah, that's but true. But we didn't hear the buzzer, you know, like yeah. to indicate that time had gone by. Well, because but... she probably had Rachel's buzzer, so she didn't know to buzz the guy's apartment. Oh, that's true, and that's where they were. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we're like, yeah, this whole coming up with all these things. Yeah, I know it's really bad. Before before you cut to her though, just one quick thing I noticed. On the fridge behind the people talking, there's this, it looks like just a printed out piece of paper that was like, it's like long and like short. And it just says, it only says hand grenades and it's held up there by a couple of magnets. And that's all it says. There's no, like, it's not like it's the name of a band with a time frame under it. It only, it's a white piece of paper, paper, black ink. It says hand grenades. And that's it. Nothing else is written on the fridge. That's I just strange. thought that was 
So strange. Okay. Weird. Nice catch, though. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, so then Monica goes to look through the peephole, and she does this thing where she's like, wait, they can't see me. And then Emily is like, hello? Because she, like, heard her talk. Because you can't see him, but well, you can hear. she goes, Monica says hello. Oh, that's right. She goes, hello. <laughs> and then Emily says hi back and, like, freaks Monica <laughs> out. Um, yeah. So then we open the door and we find out that Emily is British. Mm-hmm. And she walks in and she, like you said, she's wet. You can very much tell that she's wet. So it must be raining outside. And then... Rachel is like, well, there's been a slight change of plans, and this just, like, sets Emily off. So she's had the worst time since arriving in New York City. She got run down by a car. She was strip-searched at the airport, and Mm. she was wet, obviously, from the rain, and then she was stuck in her flat all day, like, by herself. And now she comes here thinking she's going to the opera, and plans have changed. So she gets irritated and just, like, leaves, like, walks away. Mm. Yeah. To which Phoebe is like, don't you guys just love the way that the British talk? And then she doesn't do an example of it. No. She, she just like sort of like, yeah. <laughs> like that's it. Right. Um, I thought, I think it's funny that like in our previous episodes, we have demonstrated our, our terrible British accent, our English accent. Um, I think you should speak for yourself on that one. Cause the guys did not think mine was horrible. Mine was terrible. <laughs> yours, I no, yours, yours was more Irish. So maybe it was a terrible English accent, but it was like, it was actually kind of like Irish, like an Irish accent. Cool. <laughs> You're like, I, I hate don't this. Even Let's care. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so Rachel gets her way. Ross, you know, mm-hmm. goes to find Emily. Um, and No, Rachel goes to find Emily. Right. Rachel goes to find her, but mm-hmm. that's all we really see from that. Yeah. So it pans basically to the next day and even, yeah, the next day. And Rachel, Rachel walks into the apartment and she's irritated because she didn't get to see Joshua. She punched a face, a girl in the face and she didn't get to see Joshua. She just like keeps talking about how much she didn't get to see him. Um, And the girls are like, wait, what happened? And she's like, well, first off, somebody put down that there was, or somebody put down Rachel Greep with a P not an N and um, so then this girl like chimes in and says well I'm Rachel Greep even though she wasn't Rachel Greep mm-hmm. and Monica's like oh so that's the girl you punched in the face she's like no I punched this big girl behind me and I don't remember why she said she punched her I don't remember either Some there's some reason but she like turned around and punched this girl behind her um, but Phoebe is like confused she's like um, oh, what, what are the, what's the irony of that and Rachel is just like irritated. She's like, there is no Rachel Greep. It was supposed to be Rachel Green. Mm-hmm. Um, so she doesn't get to see Joshua. And Phoebe comes over and like pats her head and she's like comforting her. And she's like, oh, it's okay, Phoebes. And Rachel's like, that's your name. She's like, oh, I thought that was just what we called each other. <laughs> like, not even knowing. She's like, Phoebes is short for Phoebe? <laughs> <laughs> she was so confused. Um, so, cute. so then Ross calls. And we find out that he's with Emily at a B&B, a bread and bed and breakfast in Vermont. And Rachel is pissed. Yeah. (laughs) To say the least. And at this point, like Chandler had come out of his room and he was actually dressed, which we'll get to later. But 
she is like talking to Ross on the phone and every time she like talks to him she like starts to hit Chandler and she just like keeps hitting him and he's like I'm gonna move over there because she like won't stop hitting him um and so Ross is saying you know I like we found her and I got her some new clothes we got her dry and when she's dry and warm like she's a totally different person and she's great and so they're having this like conversation about it and Emily comes in and is talking about the deer that are outside and so Ross like you know repeats exactly what Emily had just said about the deer and then they just like leave and so Rachel is just like fuming because she's like Emily and Ross are hitting it off and I can't seem to do anything with Joshua so she's irritated okay here's what's so interesting about a BNB in Vermont um one they end up leaving because they're like looking at deer or something like outside eating from the fruit garden or whatever. Um, and one, they run out of their room and leave the door just open, which just doesn't make sense. Um, in order to get to the even most South Western like area of Vermont, it's at least three hours and 15 minutes away of a drive. And that's saying that, like, they stopped then literally as close to the borders as you can. Interesting. Um, so I just thought that was, like, does, I guess Ross, Ross, I guess, has a car then? Because she flew over, so she wouldn't have one. So it was just, I just thought it was so interesting that they were that far away. It's not like they went somewhere in Connecticut or Massachusetts. Right. You know, which is technically closer to, I mean... They all touch New York, but the friends don't live, like, up in Albany, or else it would have been, like, a really, you know, quick drive. But coming from, you know, Manhattan, that's quite a drive to just, like, happen to find yourself there with someone that you just met. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Unless, like, and we don't know, but unless her, like, uncle has something over there, and that's why they went. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of just random. Like, Vermont? What? Um, yeah, like you're closer to like, yeah, like I said, like Connecticut, or I'm even sure like northern B&Bs. New York is probably. Yeah, it's like a closer drive to Albany. Yeah, if you like, you really, yeah, like upstate New York, like I'm... yeah, which is Go like definitely where your old date used to <laughs> right, be. Exactly, get on the train. <laughs> um, you know it well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fell asleep. Um, okay, so then at the end of the episode, we're in the cafe. And Ross enters, obviously back from his trip to Vermont, his sudden trip to Mm -hmm. Vermont, um, and just is talking about how Emily is such a dream and is great and she's a wonderful person. And he, like, walks over to Rachel and is just so thankful. And she, and he mentions, he's like, you know, now I, like, when you first asked me to, like, do this with her, like, I, I was jealous and I didn't want to and I was being petty. And he's like, but you're so right. Like, we are finally in a place where we can be happy for one another. And the thought mm-hmm. of like you and Joshua together isn't as big of a deal to me as it was beforehand. And she's just like trying to like be supportive, but also like kind of feels like it's a stab because we obviously know that her and Joshua are not a thing, but Ross yeah. thinks that they are a thing. So it's like, she set up the state and really there's nothing happening with her and Joshua. Yeah. Which, at some point in this episode, I don't remember who called him that, but somebody calls him Josh, and she is like, it's not Josh, it's Joshua. 
It's very, it, yeah. They're like, oh, he doesn't like Josh? And she goes, no, I don't. I, don't. <laughs> I think it was Monica. I think yeah. it was Monica. So really that was basically that whole storyline. So we intro mm-hmm. Emily. Is there anything else you want to say about that? Nope. Okay. I'm just, I guess I'm just not looking forward to this Emily <laughs> Ross, Rachel, or Emily Ross storyline yeah, at all. So I'm glad that we're there so we can get through it. And I'm glad that it, like, it wraps itself up relatively quickly in the scheme of, like... It's about as quickly as we wrap up Kathy, I would think. Yeah. Actually, yeah. About the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So, on to our last... Speaking of Kathy, on to our last... Mm-hmm point of this episode Chandler's breakup phases can I say something that I didn't get to say about the opening scene yeah it's real quick in the opening scene when Joey and Ross are talking to the girls about you know Chandler like taking him to a strip club um you can see a blurry crew member um moving in the reflection of a window really I didn't know that yep yep interesting real quick blurry but you can see it cool just wanted to point it out before we went too far ahead okay Okay, so we're in the apartment. We were in the apartment a lot this episode. Um, we were, yeah. And You're right. Chandler is just, you know, in the chair, very sad and mopey. And he, you know, just mentions, like, I thought me and Kathy, like, I thought Kathy was the one. Like, I thought we were going to get married at some point. And it's just, yeah. like, being very sad in this breakup phase of phase number one. Um, yeah. And the friends are just trying to get him to take the sweatpants off like just put on normal clothes like you'll feel so much better and he's not doing it and then when joey enters from his trip you know Mm -hmm. they inform him like he hasn't moved in two days like he's been in that chair he's been in sweatpants like he just hasn't moved in two days and joey like goes over to say something to him and chandler (laughs) gets a whiff of him and he is immediately (laughs) out of that chair and he's like look he just needed his best friend to come home which is obviously not why I love how Phoebe's eating like the premium saltines, <laughs> just out of the box. Like just that's just straight out of the box, and it's like one of those bulk boxes that you yeah. buy from like Costco, probably. Hilarious. Yeah, it was good. Um, so then a little while later, we're back in the apartment, and Chandler comes out of his room, and he's fully dressed, like in real clothes, ready for phase two. And he even says it. Mm. He's like, "I'm ready. When will the guys be back?" And it's just the girls in the apartment and that's when they let him know like Ross will be back in a few days. Um, and Chandler's like, well, I knew it was too good to be true. So he just like takes his <laughs> pants off and he has his sweatpants on underneath it. And he's like, all right, I guess it's back to phase one. So he goes back and the girls are like, no, 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 no. You can't go back a phase. You, you have to keep going. Like, what can we do? Like l- we can do it. Like, let us go with you. And he's just like, no, I'm not having it. Like, that's not going to be the chance. So he, like, gets up and goes towards his room. And Phoebe puts her foot down. And let me tell you, I love it when Phoebe, like, mm. puts a stake in something and it's like, no. Because yeah. she puts her foot down and she yells, will you stop being such a wuss and get those off and come with us and watch naked girls dance around? And his face <laughs> was just, like, priceless. And he's like, uh, okay. And he just starts crying. And she's like... <gasps> I'm so sorry. And just like comforts him. I was laughing out loud watching that sequence. Yeah. I literally rewound it to watch it again because it was so funny. <laughs> A couple things um, behind Chandler on the TV entertainment station. Um, one of the things I saw was a goblet that reminded me of something like out of medieval days. 
as in like Indiana Jones or something like literally like an actual just goblet besides all the other just junk she's got like it is such a cluttered apartment when it comes down to it um but then one of the other things when Chandler comes out there is a Mr. Potato Head on the shelves at the very bottom which I thought was really funny um but when so I just I just had like a little I, I just had a trivia night at my work and one of the fun facts has to do with Mr. Potato Head. So I thought this was like a very like timely just placement of that random toy in Monica's apartment who does not have a kid. I guess she could technically be keeping it there because she is an aunt to Ben. But it's not but I just thought it was, Monica's apartment. That's right, it's the guy's apartment. I keep forgetting that. Um, so, okay, so then the guys have a Mr. Potato Head on the bottom shelf. Which would make more sense. Um, it does make a little bit more sense. Now, quick fun fact on Mr. Potato Head or a little, like, deep dive. Uh, Mr. Potato Head was invented and manufactured in 1949 originally, but was first actually distributed by Hasbro in 1952. It was the first toy advertised on television. And that's where, like, the big, um... I guess fun, not fun fact, but like that's where the trivia question came in that I went to. It was like, what was the first toy ever publicized? And it was Mr. Potato Head. Oh, nice. And I hadn't previously known that. Now, timing wise, um, you said this episode came out in February 97? of 98. Okay. In, in 1998, the Mr. Potato Head showed aired, but was very short lived with only one season in production. I just thought it was so funny how, like, it kind of stacked up time-wise that it wasn't only in, like, this show, like, as a actual toy, but that in the same year that this episode came out, they would air the Mr. Potato Head show <laughs> for the first time. Nice. Just a fun fact. Yeah. That was it. <laughs> cool. So we're at the strip club. With the girls. Okay, and sorry. Chandler. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do one more thing. Okay. Um, another, not a fun fact, but just maybe an encouragement to our friends. Um, what I thought was so interesting was the fact that right before they showed you that we were in a strip club, the area of New York that they were showing you was Times Square. <laughs> the history. Um, there is like an actual legitimate history of Times Square being a very strip club um heavy area where mostly all of the storefronts in that area were strip clubs and it was like people did not go to Times Square because of the type of area that it was um they give you a little bit of a history on Netflix there's a, a document about um it, I can't remember the name of it, but it talks about just the history of of Times Square and how it became what it is today, which today it's, you know, completely different. And it is like a very heavy touristy spot. But back in the day, that was not the case. People like stayed away from Times Square. So I thought it was funny that like there's a very obvious parallel to Times Square and strip clubs. And that's how the French show would like show you where they were at. Um I'll try and find the name of the documentary while like Llewellyn continues. But I just thought that was, I was like, wait a minute, Times Square. Oh, they're at a strip club. Oh, wait a minute. I just saw a documentary that talked about like how this was a very real historical thing. So I just thought I'd bring it up. I'll try and circle back with the name of it. Cool. Um, so we're at the strip club and 
Monica got ones. She announces that she got a bunch of ones. Chandler is just mortified. You can tell he like doesn't want to be there with them. And he calls her mom because she so proudly exclaims that she has ones. Um, and this guy sits down next to Phoebe in what we find out later is Rachel's seat and um, is smoking. And so she looks at him and is like, hey, could you like maybe not smoke? Because um, I'm pregnant. And he's like, why don't you just go to one of the other strip clubs then? And um, she, Yeah, you and your baby. Yeah, why don't you and your baby just go to another strip club? And she's just like, well, that's that's rude. And she says something else. Um, and he ends up, like, getting up and leaving. So the girls, the, the whoever was on stage was done. And she, like, bends down. And the girls, like, all clap for her and, like, put ones in her, like, bikini and are just being over the top. And mm-hmm. he is just absolutely mortified. And so Rachel comes back, who's irritated that Joshua still hasn't called and that Ross is happy in Vermont. Like, that's where her head is while the girls are, like, while Phoebe and Monica are, like, trying to help Chandler. Rachel is still tied up with Josh. Ooh, uh, Joshua. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Ooh, uh. <laughs> um, so the girls exclaim that they're going to get another round of daiquiris and... As the lady is, like, getting their order, Monica's like, ooh, don't let me forget to get the name of that carpet guy before I leave today. And Chandler is just, he's had enough. And he gets up and he's like, I'm going to just go home and call Kathy. And Phoebe's response was, well, if you think that will help. He's like, no, that was a test. He's like, in a few hours, I'm going to be drunk and I'm going to want to call Kathy and your job is to stop me. Because then a few hours after that, when I'm even more drunk... I'm going to want to call Janice. And Phoebe's <laughs> response was, ooh, how is she doing? <laughs> He's like, no. He's like, that's not the point. Okay, quick continu- continuity error. When Chandler and the girls are in the strip club, when it's like more of just Phoebe and Monica, one of the strippers kneels down and has no top on. But when Rachel enters the scene, there's a quick camera edit. And when the stripper kneels down again, she's wearing a silver bra. Huh. Just like a really quick continuity um okay the documentary is called crime scene the times square killer um uh, why have and i like, not seen this one of the i know one of the first couple episodes goes into like like i think it's the very first episode they're like we need to give you a history of like times square back in the day because you can't just talk about the times square killer without talking about like the seedy past of times square because that's what this was born out of um so I thought it was just a very, again, like I said, it was a very interesting thing. So You said it was on yeah. Netflix? It's on Netflix, yep. Crime Scene. It's a Netflix original. Nice. I'm going to watch that. You're like, add it to my list. <laughs> I literally just wrote it down <laughs> on a piece of paper because I'm going to. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Um, there's a recommend um, to you guys. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's like a secondary recommend to a friend. Um, also, Chandler's glass is always full in these scenes and the girl's glass is like always empty. Uh, always empty. Nice. I was like, shouldn't Chandler be the one with an empty drink? You'd think. But maybe that shows that he got a second one already? I don't know. Yeah. So we're back at the apartment, and Chandler, the girls and Chandler all walk in, and he obviously did not enjoy himself at the strip club. Um, And he just wants to go back to phase one, basically. He wants to get back in his sweatpants and not (laughs) deal with it. So he, like, sits down. um, He's irritated. I'm skipping ahead. He's irritated because... They um, basically got the hottest cocktail waitress to leave stripping to go teach the third grade 
And he's like, that's not what the point <laughs> of this was supposed to be. So he wants to put he's so mad sweatpants back on. And um, Phoebe, so he they, they get him to like sit in the chair and Phoebe offers. He's like, well, why don't we just like, you know what girls are really good at? He's, she's like, girls are really good at listening. Like, why don't we just listen to you? Like, what's going on in there? If you want to cry, that's okay. And he just tells him, he's like, no, I'm a lost cause. The strippers are hot, but I just can't picture myself with any of them. So he's like sulking in the chair with his hands over his face and the girls are all standing behind him and they just start talking about which girl was the hottest and if they could be with any of those girls, who would it be? So Monica was talking about a girl named Michelle because she was so petite and Chandler like uncovers his eyes. And then Rachel is like, no, you know who I was really into? Chantel. And all the girls are like, ooh, Chantel. And you, like, see Chandler, like, kind of perk up a little bit. Like, he's getting into what they're talking about. And then Rachel's talking about how Chantel, because when she slipped the one in her bikini, she had the smoothest skin. And Chandler <laughs> is just like, up. Oh. He's like, up, up, I'm up. I'm ready for phase three. I'm totally picturing all of you with those women and Rachel's like are you picturing all of us together and he's like suddenly I'm on phase four suddenly I'm on phase four which is no relationship ever just wanting sex with strippers and friends (laughs) and that like so bad basically ends that scene um and so they're in the cafe all the friends are in the cafe and Joey is sitting in a chair and Chandler's asking for him to smile and we find out that Joey's sad because he didn't get to go to the strip club. He didn't get to experience that with Chandler. And Chandler's, like, just reassuring him. He's like, you know, there's going to be other chances because there are going to be thousands of girls that I screw screw over or that screw me mm-hmm. over. And so that mm-hmm. tends to, like, perk up Joey. Um, and then before we go to the tag, is there anything else? No, not in the main episode. Okay. So then in the tag scene... We find out we're in Chandler's dream. Mm. He's in the apartment and he's talking to these girls who are obviously strippers based on what they're wearing. And he's telling, mm. you know, one, like, you get the oils and then I want you to, like, constantly scream, Chandler's the king, Chandler's the king. And then it, like, <laughs> pans over and the girls are there. So Rachel, Phoebe, and Monica are there. And um, they're asking, like, what they need to do. And and then enters this guy that Chandler refers to as Joshua. And he's like, all right, Rachel, since you're going to be tied, tied up with, with Joshua. And she's like, that is not Joshua. And it was the guy from the, <laughs> um, from the strip, strip club strip that was smoking. So funny. And Chandler's like, well, what do you expect from me? I've never met the guy. This is my dream. And it just starts to get really weird when the guy like comes on to Chandler and he's like, all right, I'm ready to wake up now. I'm ready to wake up now. <laughs> And then it, like, ends, and we're done with the episode. I loved how his, like, Chandler's, I guess, quote-unquote robe is really probably just, like, a long, like, a blazer, like, a really long blazer. Because when the not-Josh is in the scene, based on his size, his blazer is, like, the same length as what is supposed to be depicted as Chandler's robe. I just thought it was funny. It was probably just because of the materials that it was made by that it made it look very, like, robe-ish. But it definitely wasn't long enough to be an actual robe. Nice. Yeah. Okay, favorite scene? Oof. Um, 
I, I guess it's not, maybe not even a whole scene. I guess just the moment when Chandler takes off his pants to reveal he's already still wearing sweatpants. <laughs> I just thought that was, that was <laughs> I funny. That's hilarious. It's very clever. Nice. Very clever of them to do. Um, what about you? Well, mine was right after that, which I think I already oh. talked about, which is the part when Phoebe like gets up and yells at him and then he starts crying and she like switches to comforting him. Mm. I, just, I don't know. I, I thought it was so funny that I rewound it to watch it again. So yeah, yeah that would probably be mine. Um, okay. What about rating? What would your rating be? Well, I would give this one. What are our three topics? It's, Rachel, Joey, Stench, and Chandler breakups. Honestly, I'm going to give this one a Marcel. Not my favorite. The only thing, like, that I could give it, like, props for is the fact that when it was over, I was like, oh, that was short. <laughs> like, it felt short. Yeah. But in, like, a, but in, like, a, oh, great kind of way. It just really was not my favorite episode. Like, I thought it was funny with Chandler, but... Just not strong storylines all around. I don't care about them bringing him to a strip club. I don't care about Emily and Ross. I don't care, like, that Rachel is getting frustrated with Josh. Like, it's just a lot of storylines that I don't care about. What about you? Um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I agree with everything you just said. So, okay. <laughs> same. Same. Yeah, so, it's really low. Yeah, we can... We haven't had one this low in a while. No, we haven't. Marcel was, yeah, dang. Um, all right. Post-show wrap-up trivia. All right. This is easy. Why did Ross and Carol get divorced? Because <laughs> she's a lesbian. Yep. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, what That's was easy. the name of the store from which Phoebe rented her wedding dress? Oh, no. Mm. Gosh. I do not know. I don't either. I'm not even going to pretend I do. Okay. It's not too late. Oh, I don't remember. I don't, yeah, remember, I don't that. remember that. Dang. Well, that's to come. Okay, well, yeah, that is to go. Oh, wow. Yeah, we've got a little bit of, we've got a little while till we get there, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, social media spotlight. Today, let's do, oh, man, I keep missing. I don't, I don't check this as often as I should. Um. Addie, I see you on here. Um, if you are listening to this episode, um, I see that you mentioned us in your story and I'm so sorry we missed it. Um, it was like six days ago, so not even close to, you know, seeing it at all. So I apologize that I missed, like that we missed it. And thank you. Um, let's, uh, let's go back to Mahir. Um, he has followed up. He said, fun fact for episode 92, the one with the fling in one take of the scene where Joey supposedly puts out the fire on Monica's chef dress. Matthew Perry also comes in and does the padding action on the boob. Thank you for that. That is hilarious to watch, um, in an outtake. And then in episode 93, so the next episode, the one with the speech during the Monica, Rachel, and Chandler scene, the comments that Rachel gives in between were sometimes that works when Chandler said he was seeing the um, zones upside down, the Matterhorn, the Matterhorn one, which we talked about, and then toes, it works for some people. 
Um, yeah. Nice. We love hearing from friends. Yeah, totally. Um, so thanks, Mahir. Appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's my social media spotlight. So let's do recommend a friend. I see you have a very good one here, and I would completely agree. It's not going to be mine, but I agree. Oh, you watched Go it? Go for it. Oh, yeah. Good. Um, I did, too. I think same week it came out. Yeah, it just came out in the last week, so. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, when it came out. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was one of those that, like, I kept seeing previews for everywhere, and I'm like, well, I like a lot of those people yes. in that movie, so I'm going to watch it. Yes. Yes. Um. So, my recommend to a friend is a movie, a Netflix movie called The Adam Project. It just recently released, I think, in the last week or two, um, and it's on Netflix, in America, I'm not sure if it's anywhere else. I would assume it was, but if not, we apologize. Um, hopefully it will be at some point. But it has yeah. Ryan Reynolds and I just blanked on his name. Um, Mark Ruffalo. Yes. <laughs> literally could see and Zoe him. Zoe Saldana. Uh, I literally could see <laughs> him in my Gardner. face. And I'm like, what the heck? Um, anyways, it's got a great like lineup of people. And then it intros a new kid that I thought was excellent. Um but it's it's basically like I won't give away what it, what all of it's about, but it's basically about time travel and Ryan Reynolds like goes back in time and like meets his younger self and they have to like do this figuring out a thing. Honestly, like the storyline like wasn't like super captivating to me. Um, like when it was over, I was like, wow, that was fast, even though it was like almost two hours long. Mm. Yeah, but. I did, I just thought it was, like, a well-done movie. It was, like, it made me Mm -hmm. laugh. Like, I literally laughed out loud so many times because Ryan is so funny. Um, And this kid, like, had some great one-liners right back at him, which I thought was incredible. Um, It also made me cry just because there were some really sweet moments. And it was just very real. Like, I feel like there were a lot of topics they talked about that just, it's like, no, that makes sense. Like, coming from the perspective of, like, a 12-year-old kid and then, like, a Mm 40-year-old man, you're like... Oh my gosh, I can see that. So um, I thought it was all around a really good movie to watch. Um, It definitely had some like Star Wars vibes, I feel like. Um, For sure. And which obviously I don't care about. But if you like Star Wars, you might get a kick out of that. Um, But yeah, it was good. So if you're looking for a movie that's like easy, lighthearted, funny, hits you in the feels, all the above, like... I think it's a great movie. It's called The Adam Project, and it's on Netflix, and I think you should check it out. And that's all I'll say. And if you loved 13 Going on 30 and want to see Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Gardner back together again for the first time on screen, yeah. definitely go see yeah. it. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> it was a gem. They're so cute. I missed them on screen together, and when I saw them, I was like, oh, this is so great. Okay. Great recommend to a friend. What's yours? Mine is um, you. This was what you alluded to last week when you're like, I want you to do that one because I want to know what it is. Um, It's funny because it's technically the direct opposite of what this episode is entailing, but in a way that you'll see here in a second. My recommend to a friend is an app called Think Dirty. It's an app. Okay. It's an app. Here's the description of it, and then I'll elaborate if I if I need to. Here's a description. It says, Think Dirty is the easiest way to learn about the potentially toxic ingredients in your cosmetics and personal care products. It's an independent source that allows you to compare products as you shop. Just scan the product code and Think Dirty will give you easy to understand info on the product, track dirty ingredients, and shop for cleaner options. For barcode scanning, you can do it over 
850,000 cosmetic and personal care products. Majority from Canada and the U.S. are currently in their database. I'm sure they're probably working on, you know, elaborate on, elaborating on that. In the premium version, you can search by ingredients um, and you can search by curated categories such as vegan makeup, SLES free skincare, mineral sunscreens, things like that. Essentially what it gives you is what's called a dirty meter, which they have registered trademarked. Um, from a zero to three, it says, uh, oh my gosh, essentially each product will, they will give you a rating for. A zero to three says insufficient or no known evidence to show these ingredients are harmful ingredients. If you get a rating for your product that's between a four and a seven, it says moderate and inconclusive evidence shows these ingredients have moderate health impacts. And then an eight through a 10 rating has a strong and conclusive evidence shows these ingredients have long-term health impacts. So things like your facial care routine, the you know body wash that you use from Bed Bath & Beyond, a lot of those things are laced with fa uh, fragrances that are... Um, are determined by you know science to have um, long-term health impacts on your body. I feel like the older that I get, the crunchier I'm getting as a human being, and the more I'm searching for clean ways to live. Um, I have friends that are going through infertility, and um, women who have um, like hormonal issues, thyroid issues, um, menstrual issues, and yes, that this is very like woman-sided because I am a woman and that's the majority of my friends. Um, but there's a lot of like things that we're consistently putting on our body that gets absorbed through the skin that's harmful to you. And so this app again called think dirty, um, is just a way that you can see how your products that you're using on your body every day are, you know, a, potentially affecting your health. Um, I've, you know, I'm not someone who can just, who's just going to go like cold Turkey, but as I'm, you know, maybe empty one shampoo bottle, I can then look on the app and see what some healthier alternatives are. What I love about this is if it's already in the app, um, which they're adding to consistently, if, if the product is already in the app, um, it'll tell you every ingredient that's listed on there and it'll show you their rating of every ingredient. So it's not just the product overall, but it'll show you which, which ingredient is making it be rated the way that it is. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for, um, again, like I said, if you're mostly, according to the app, if you're mostly in like US or Canada, you're probably gonna find more benefit to this app right now, but I'm sure they're probably gonna work to expand, especially because it's an independent product that's not particularly sponsored by any, you know, larger company that has its own agenda. So, um, yeah, it's, it's four years old. Um, they have a couple of languages that it's available in. Um, you can do a free trial for the premium if you think that searching by specific ingredients is helpful, but I'm just trying to find ways to better monitor what I put on and in my body. Um, yeah, especially like I said, as I get older and I want to try and maintain my health in all the ways that I possibly can. Um, so yeah, app, think dirty, recommend to a friend. Nice. I'm glad I yeah. know what that is now. Probably not what you thought, huh? When you said, no, not think, at all. when you saw think dirty on there. <laughs> no. 
I want to know what you thought it was. <laughs> no, I think no. our, our, I think I think our, our all of our friends too. also think what I think it was. <laughs> I'm like, this does not sound like you. So I don't know what this is. I knew it. But now, but now does it sound like yeah, you? Yeah. Like I knew it had to be something <laughs> like they were using that title to like get your attention. Yeah. Because let's be real. Everybody goes there when you see that. But yeah, obviously it wasn't. So that was clever marketing on their part. Very clever. I literally found out by using it that, like, I think 90% of the products I use on my face have, like, an 8 rating, which obviously is really high and in the, like, really bad category. And it's because of there's additional ingredients, but a lot of it is that fragrance component because fragrance is, like, a synthetic. It Like, they don't, which I'm so bummed at. I'm like, why can't you just have it? I don't care what my face smells like. Like, I put on perfume, which... There's also more natural ways to use perfume, but if you want to like start going down the like crunchy rabbit hole, Think Dirty is a great way to start to start slowly implementing your things. Plus, you could build your own bathroom shelf. So like, as you have your products that you like, you can just start keeping track of that inside the app. So, anyways, don't want to go back into it, but Think Dirty highly recommend to a friend. Yes. yes. So, um, yeah, next week we are going to cover the one with all the rugby. It's a, it's a gem. It is. Speaking of third and dirty. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we will catch you guys next week on the Wellness Friends podcast. <laughs>